think about your date life. That was not the MO of our courtship or dating. It was literally this enjoyable adventure of discovery, of knowing one another, of playing together. Hey, let's do this. Let's go for a picnic. Let's go for a walk. Guys, physical intimacy comes from being, Janice mentioned, connected. And playing together is a deeply important, rich part of marriage that marriages lose. Don't underestimate that. No. You know, if I'm not feeling emotionally connected to Chad, I'm not just going to be all about it, right? That's right. And so we need time to talk. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I cannot tell you how pumped I am to have my father and mother-in-law on the show today, Chad and Janice Johnson. They were in town to visit our brand new baby boy, Lionel, and they were willing and gracious enough to come on the podcast. So again, if you know anything about Katie and I, then you probably already know about my mother and father-in-law, but if you don't know anything about any of us, I'll give you a quick bio, but I'm also going to link some previous episodes that we've done with Chad and Janice so that you can hear more of their story. But Chad and Janice have been married for 30 years. They've got 11 children. They've got 10 grandchildren. They've moved all over the country. They've got a very fun life. I mean, they, they raised my wife, Katie, who's my favorite person in the entire world. And so that there, to me, gives them more credibility than anybody that I could think of. But you're going to hear about marriage in this today's episode. You're going to hear about child training and parenting. I also want to let you know that Chad and Janice are the coaches in our Marriage Maximizer program that's available now on nowthatwe'rafamily.com. So if you go over to nowthatwe'rafamily.com, Marriage Maximizer is once again open and you're able to enroll. You can learn more. That I'm going to leave a link for enrollment. I'm also going to leave a, leave a link for uh, a webinar that you can sign up for to learn more about the program and hear more from Chad and Janice. But they're my favorite marriage coaches of all time. And so Katie and I are like humbled and I don't know, just just so grateful that they were willing to partner with us on this marriage program, Marriage Maximizer, and uh, and I think it's going to be a, it's already been a blessing to the, those that have gone through it, and I know it could be a blessing to your marriage. I'll link any info that we talk about in the show notes as well, and so their weekly newsletter, um, their their book that they've come out with, I'll link the website to order that. The health supplements that Janice talks about, I'll link those as well, and if I've missed anything else, I'll we'll go back and find that and leave a link in the show notes below. But enjoy today's episode with Chad Janice Johnson. The Now That We're a Family Podcast. All right, Chad Janice, here we are in person recording the podcast. I'm excited to do this. And I do want to say, before we even get going, I've interviewed you on the podcast. Yes. Katie's interviewed Janice. And so we'll link those below for our listeners because people are going to want to know more about you and we're not going to probably hear the whole story in this episode because I think we're going to jump into more of kind of some marriage specific stuff for sure um first time for us together here I know yeah excited to be here with you me too well you know actually there is another episode too where it's both of you guys it is it was like number episode number nine or ten wow early on Yeah, we recorded it in your guest house there in Bend. Yes. Oh my so, word. Yeah, so we'll link that one as well. And okay. so people will be able to hear more more of the full story. Wow. Um, yeah, but I mean, even with that, people kind of want to know what you're doing now too. You know, so maybe maybe wow. in your own words, you guys could each take a turn or one of you could go and say, what what's going on now? I mean, you were just on the phone with your realtor a couple minutes ago. Just a few minutes ago. We sold a house yesterday. Yeah, yeah, so that's something. So that's new. Yeah. Well, you know, Elisha, it's interesting. The last 90 days or 100 days have been very unusual. Um, my mother passed away April 16th. 
kind of, it was a surprise for me. I thought we had a lot more time with her. Um, and it's that passing of my mother that kind of necessitated us moving from Boise, Idaho or Eagle over to, uh, back to Bend to be with my father. And they've been married, <laughs> you don't talk marriage. Um, <laughs> sorry, 57. <laughs> would have been 57 years mm -hmm. anyways it's such a good season of life to be able to move in with my father we're back in his home in bend and walk with him wouldn't trade that for anything it's precious um it's been challenging in certain aspects but this woman <laughs> is up for whatever the lord brings along her path and when we looked at hey who's gonna move in with my father it was like you know what it's us and Janice was like, yep, it's us. Let's go. So we're, we're there with four of our children. Two of them are at a camp for the summer, you know, so it's an interesting season. Our baby just turned 11. I know. Can you believe that? No. Our baby's 11. That's Cordelia May. And then our oldest is your lovely bride, our Catherine Joy, you know, and in between, I mean, we just had a grandbaby, Elisha. Yes. yes. In the last week. I've just week. so enjoyed being at your house, taking care of the grands, oh, doing talk. adventures every day, taking yeah. care of Katie, who has bounced back so amazingly. And well, thanks to the support from you, because, oh. you know, you were right there. You're basically on call. I, Kelsey was saying your your daughter, Kelsey, was saying that your bag's been packed for like the last Oh, yeah. Four weeks waiting for the call. Since that we Fourth of July, I've been waiting for the call. But of course, baby, you know, Katie has her babies in two hours. So yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think you were expecting to make it there for the labor or the delivery. We've, we've ruled that out. Yes. Unless we move in weeks in advance. Yes. Sit on your front porch. You don't want that. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it really has been a huge blessing. Just the mm. your servant's heart and coming and pouring into our home. That has contributed largely to Katie being able to recover, I think so well is that she's really been able to lay low. You've been taking care of laundry, meals, cleaning the house, oh, being with the kids. What a gift. Yeah. She's a gift. And it's not like you don't have anything else you could be, you know, putting your time into. What yeah. A gift. Well, my mother-in-law was that for me hmm. and she role modeled that for me. So at all of our children, I think she was only, um, absent at two of our births and that's because she was at other kids having babies, you know, so yes. her children. So anyway, she role modeled it and I know what it feels to be on the other side of that. And so I understand. Yes. So I'm so grateful. Oh, we are too, no doubt. And then right when, you know, you're having to tap out, Chad rolls in. Oh yeah. And hey. just as Mr. Hey. Energizer Bunny with our kids, Hey, you know, taking them. We had a day at the theme park yesterday. Yes. Next Silverwood. Level. You're going to have a good time if you're with Chad. We yeah. <laughs> we had a great time. That's good. You know, Elisha, it's so interesting. You contrast that, you know, what's going on now, you know, we're coming up on our 30th wedding anniversary, 15 days from today mm -hmm. and could not be more grateful. You know, when you look at, the highs and the lows of life and the seasons and to celebrate, you know, my mother's passing. We know that to be asked for the body is to be present with the Lord. And she is in a beautiful place. She loved the Lord with all her heart, soul, mind, and strength. And her testimony is one of faithfulness and, and bountiful blessings. Right. And then to see my father, uh, during the season and live with him and be there with him and see him being present with our grandchildren and now great grandchildren. And then, you know, Lionel being born in the midst of this wonderful season and, and God bringing new life and 
baby number five, congratulations. Thank I mean, you. I'm sorry, but to say it here, I just, and to see the way you and Catherine are, and Katie are parenting with intentionality and, and, and just investing so deeply into those little ones. And, and, and then we look at all, I mean, to have 11 children and each one of them at different ages and stages of life, but each one of them right now endeavoring to walk with the Lord and, and to walk in his ways and, and to see them finding their way him directing their steps, right? And the blessings, I mean, two other grandchildren on the way, Lord willing, right now, which mm -hmm. would be number nine and 10. Wow. I mean, we're just, it's just, it's a lot of blessing, right? And and so we are, are truly grateful in all of it, that God is at work and he's doing things beyond um, far more than we deserve or, 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 you know, are worthy of any way, but just yeah. blessed. And I'm entering into a new season with all these grandchildren, still homeschooling four children at home. And yet, you know, soon to have 10 grandchildren and in-laws and, you know, it just gets so big. But as we go through life, we're just always changing and always growing to a different, a different stage and yeah. we're, never stays the same. Yeah. But, um, the Lord is so faithful to show you how to live in each season that you're in. Hmm. Great is thy faithfulness, right? Amen. And, um, it is a grand adventure. I mean, yes. I just, you know, I know your audience often is, it seems like a lot of young families, right? Which is just, it's the theme, you know, now that we're a family and, and people with three kids or four kids or five, they're in the trenches and they're, you know, they're sitting there going, man, we have this vision of what the Lord might do. And, you know, and I just sit there and go, I remember us being at that place of just kind of overwhelm and, and a lot coming at you. And you had these dreams or visions of Lord, this is what you could do in our family. And to be somewhat on the other side of much of that hmm. and to see his wow. faithfulness and his, and the, and the, his word being true and his promises being sure and his ability to do things far beyond you can ask your abilities to ask or imagine according to his power that works within us. You know, yes. it's, it's, you know, it's Psalm 128 talks about sitting around that table and mm. seeing all the olive plants <laughs> i mean it's good stuff it, it is. is so good it is so rich it's what makes your life so rich so, and meaningful yeah. is relationships family relationships in particular yeah and it's, it's glorious it's awesome yeah yeah anyways it's fun grateful. to see like you said you're entering into the season where you're seeing your children's children now come into the yes. world and and you're seeing him being brought up in the nurture and admonition of yeah. the Lord and, and being brought up in his word. And that's what the Bible speaks to is this multi-generational perspective yes. that you have. And yes. if you're only thinking one generation at a time, you want, you're not going to get the fruit that's multi-generational wow. and you really don't even get to see the fruit of your parenting until their parenting. Children. Isn't that interesting? It you know? is true. And, and it's so, so true. and, and, and so it's more to your guys's. I, again, you've already said all glory to God and his grace, but it, it is to your guys's, um, credit or it's, you know, to, to see now this season of life where your children are raised, they're marrying people of the faith and then they're valuing family as well, uh, and, and bringing children into the world and discipling them. So it's really cool to see and something that I, I strive for, you know, I admire and, and you talked about the, the man in Psalm 127 and, and 128 and the man in, in 112, you know, yeah. and the Proverbs 31 woman. And what's an attribute of all those people? It's their children and their children's children. Yes. You know, rising yes. up and calling them blessed. Yes. Amen. And, you know, you, you mentioned your, your mother and I think it was one of your aunts. So one of Grandma Paula's sisters that got up and talked about in high school, she had a teacher that was so 
uh, struck with with your mom's brilliance, her intelligence, yeah. and and how disappointed she was that she chose to get married so early and have kids right away. She had she had this vision, so much potential, this plan for her to go. She could have gotten into any college. She was saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. She could have gone and studied in, yeah. in, in any in any field, and and excelled, of course, right? Yeah. Of course, she could have for sure. And and how silly it was to think about those in a lot of ways juxtapose paths yeah. and here we were celebrating her life yeah. and four generations you know kids up there singing uh hymns and songs of praise and you're thinking boy man's ways are not god's ways that's right you know and that's right. and and the wisdom of god is just foolishness to us and we can't think and yeah. and that's just in one lifetime right that's right we don't even get to see that's years right. from now that's right. the fruit of that that's right just in one lifetime the lord was kind enough to show us just a glimpse, a glimpse. that's a, that's beautiful you know of what of what can happen yeah um and so it's cool to see that and now it's continuing continuing to happen so in regards to marriage you mentioned that need for growth and the various seasons and i i mean maybe we could kind of speak to that here because you know marriage maximizer something that we're so grateful you you were both willing and gracious enough to really kind of partner with us absolutely in creating we were excited for the opportunity elijah both of us mm -hmm. and it's sweet marriage is something you've been speaking to for a lot of years now you know you've been doing your newlywed retreat for 16 years mm -hmm. which is pretty cool you already mentioned you've been married for 30 years you've both been students of marriage and i'm curious in your own marriage we could just speak in real time to you guys yeah. the need for continued growth because oh. was was the last you said mentioned the last few months your mother passing the marriage all of a sudden changed, right? Yeah. You, in a lot of ways, yeah. you're a different person, yeah. right? Because you're experiencing new things. So how has that been for you in this new season of life? And if anything, how can you speak to the, the, the necessity to have that growth mindset, right? The covenant's mm. the commitment. You're mm. in it. Amen. But then you get to choose Amen. your mindset. That's right. And so how has that been recently? Wow. Well, you, you have a thought you wanted mm -hmm. to go. Well, you know, it's... it's uh, Elisha, you mentioned, you know, our lives are dynamic. They're never static. And, and it's so fascinating because, you know, just having conversations, you mentioned newlyweds, you know, the things that people are facing at this age and stage and some things that are constantly changing. I mean, I look at the fact that 16 years ago, you know, there was no iPhone, mm. right? There was no, um, there certainly wasn't AI, you know, as we're dealing with today, right? And I mean, just the last the last year. So you look at the impacts of technology and, and all the different changes that are happening to us. But I, I would say this. The, the, you talked about a growth mindset. We encourage our newlywed couples that we work with and, and everybody that we get to, to talk about marriage to see themselves as marriage investors, that they're never, ever out of school when it comes to marriage. And, and, that, and that can look differently for anybody, but Janice is constantly reading a book or two on marriage. Mm -hmm. I am constantly finding a resource available on marriage. Our annual tradition is to find a place where we can go and get poured into around marriage. And, and it's, it was so cool. I mean, we encourage, you know, newlyweds to do that. We had Austin and Caroline who were, you know, newly, our newlyweds and they came to our newlywed retreat. And it was so cool in January to have Austin call me up and he's like, Hey, you know, dad, I want to, I want to go to a marriage retreat. Um, which one would you suggest this year? You know, and I was able to give him a tip on one that I thought would be great. And, and next thing I know I, they're there and he's, mm. he's, he's, they've been married less than two years and they've already been to two different marriage enrichment events where they invested their time, money, energy, traveled, got the babysitter for a little Quincy and, and literally are being instructed 
And, and I see the blessing of that framework, that thinking already in their marriage, you know, and I, and I sit there and go, how many couples think, Hey, we love each other. We're jumping into this wonderful grand adventure of marriage. And then seven years later, they're drifting apart. They don't know why. And they really haven't paid any attention during that time period to how are we investing? How are we learning? How am I growing as a husband of a leader, a, a father, all these things, you know? So again, I'm so grateful for the resources you and Katie are bringing to bear in this environment. So excited to partner with you, Marriage Maximizer. Cause again, hopefully that reach can touch people that may not be able to get on a plane right now, yeah. right? In the season of life. But I think it is a mindset. You said, you know, if we want to truly be blessed in any area we and flourish, we've got to be students of it. And that means our time, our money, our energy, our attention need to be directed towards that, you know? And so I think yeah. it's ever, it's, it's always, it's always important and ever more so. Yeah. And I've just always heard leaders are readers and that was just very sticky to me. And so I've just been a reader and, um, always learning new tools, you know? wow, this isn't working. How, you know, I'm not communicating the right way. How can I communicate this in a way that Chad's going to get it, you know? Mm. And so, um, anyway, and, um, just having my mom always told me, talk to me about having a long, long-term perspective. And, um, so reading is very helpful that way. Yeah, it is for sure. It, it's a must. It's crazy how even reading the same book. Oh, yeah. Oh. In a new season. Yeah. Right. And oh, all of a sudden yeah. you're like, how did I miss all that? Yeah. It feels like yeah. the first time. You're thinking, yeah. man, for I thought sure. I had read this already. And so yes. you can't ever run out of, of content Never. when you view it like that. Never. Obviously, yeah. God's word being the, the, the foundation, foundation. Yep. And, and that being the, the, the standard, you know, Amen. in which we. Coming back to it. Yeah, judge everything. And, and I like that you said that. I mean, there's a lot of mm -hmm. stuff out there on marriage mm -hmm. and finding, you know, if we have a good biblical framework from Genesis to revelation on what God's word says about marriage and continue to refresh in that and, and everything else as far as our walk. But when you read authors, it becomes very easy to, to separate wheat from chaff. Yes. It really does. And, and take the nuggets that are there that can be useful and to, and to discard something because there's a lot of, there's a lot of yeah, you know, I pop love, psychology and myths out there. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Janice? Oh no. No, mm -hmm. I, I love the practicality that you guys point to and, in marriage, in your coaching and in, in the tools and the resources that you provide, because oftentimes I, I think within Christianity, it's, e it's easy. And I've heard it said in this way that you can almost over spiritualize marriage. Of course, there's this, we're, that's who we are. We're spiritual beings, right? Everything we do is both physical and spiritual. It's just the reality For sure. of this life that we live in. However, there are just practical cause and effect things that of course the book of Proverbs speaks nonstop about. Yes. But it's funny how a lot of times in non-marriage relationships people will see this they'll say hey we'll take our company on a team building yes event yes or sports teams will say hey we need to have a good team culture so let's all read this book together yes or let's go yes. through these personality tests yes. together yes ask each other these questions because we need we need this right and yet in marriage we'll be like well that's you know this is too we get almost like too serious about it I agree. We're like, and it's not that we do not need God's grace and mercy Amen. and his impact in it. Of course, we are dependent on him in this spiritual union, but the practical things still apply to this physical life that we are in. And, and so it's really fun to see the practicality that you guys have given us, of course, rooted in God's word, acknowledging the necessity of God's word. And, but, but yet some of these things, just when you go, when you make the commitment to physically go to a place to work on your marriage. Good yeah. things happen. Yeah. No yes. doubt. Every time. Yes. Yeah. No matter what. 
It's just a great space for conversation and to bring up questions that you wouldn't normally talk about. Hmm. We've literally, the time. we've literally yeah. like struck out as far as like doing a marriage event that you're sitting there expecting all this and you realize, you know what, <laughs> this isn't all that, but we've never regretted going and we've yes. never not come away with the Lord saying, Hey, this is your opportunity to, to shift this or to grow this way or whatnot. So it's, I, I'm convinced you cannot go wrong. If, if you're, if you're going with that intentionality, yeah. you know, that you're going to learn. That's and, cool. and I love what you said, Elisha. I, I've said forever that most, many marriages would just benefit from people being coached on how to be extraordinary whole people, yes. right? Because broken, needy, immature, insecure people are tough to be married to. Ask my wife. I mean, I've oh, been there. It, uh, you know what I mean? Any, I've been all those things at different times. And my point is seeing that is if you find someone who is self-aware, their understanding of, Hey, this is what God is doing in my life. And these are the areas that he wants me to grow in that I should step up in or surrender to him. Or I want his spirit to bear fruit. I mean, when you start seeing people become whole mm -hmm. and two whole people can really have a delightful marriage, Amen. right? Yes. But, it, but that being said, often that, that personal growth mindset isn't present in marriage that's right. and, and that's where it can be sometimes easy to, for people to over spiritualize. Well, if they would just, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. And, and it's like, well, wait, you just need to be a, a, a man of character and get up and and go to work or, yes. you know, or just do the basics, you know, and, That's right. and cause marriage is very practical. You have to live with them. You have to eat and sleep and work and pay bills and take care of kids and dirty diapers and sickness. And it's very t t practical, you yeah. know? And so to be able to make that practicality, something that flourishes and is fun and, and finding and joy and all of it. And, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a worthy, it's a worthy work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People, you know, I, I'm sure one of the most recommended books, if you're getting into sales of any kind, if you're selling insurance or real estate or anything, so, man, Dale Carnegie got to read oh, that yeah. guy. It's like, man, yeah. you should read that at year yes. five and 10 and yes. 15 for your marriage. You should. How to win friends That's and influence right. people. Smile at each other. Yeah. You know, start there. You know? Ask them a question. <laughs> Compliment them on what they're wearing. <laughs> right. You know, these right. fundamentals, it's right. got great, they, they have great effect. They have yes. great effect. You know? They are. And, and they are biblical yes. principles. If we take it back to Proverbs, they, it's all truth is God's truth. Yes. And if it's true and it's, but you're right. So yeah. it's very, yeah. Well, you already mentioned, you know, there's been some changes in culture and technology and all of that. And I'm, I'm curious cause you get to hear firsthand from numerous couples every year, uh, which is, which is pretty cool. You know, it's a huge yes. responsibility and it's an amazing ministry that you, that you have. And I'm curious if you've seen a shift in maybe the challenges that marriages are facing where, you know, 16 years ago, they wouldn't have ever imagined having the struggles or issues that couples, young couples are having now, maybe so. in part because of technology. We'll just speak yeah, to it. I would say technology for sure, having addictions to it and not having good parameters for it, um, really kills the relationship. And, um, I think gaming has become a big deal. Um, you see that a lot with these young couples. Yeah. Just, kind of wasting your life away playing a game, which, um, here's the deal. I, difficult, I am but, so old school and yeah. I, I've got to say this, you know, it, it's interesting, but I actually hate video games and I know that, that someone can argue from a tech standpoint that these things could teach certain capabilities that will be useful for, you know, guiding missiles for, you know, the military or something, you know, there's, <laughs> there's, there's application I'm sure for, you know, developing those, those skill sets. But I, I am hearing so many, we hear so many couples 
it used to be almost all my, I would, how do I get my husband to stop playing video games? You know, and, and we know if you're vid, playing a video game, it could be anything. If I'm just sure. sitting there scrolling my phone, if I'm just wasting time in some way where I'm not investing in things that are building my life, my marriage, my family, those five priorities that we talk about the giant five, you know, it, and it, it can be, a, it could be a detriment, but we're not just seeing it with guys. Now we're seeing it with girls. Um, and, and arguably they were created to be addicting, just like social media is mm -hmm. all these things. I want to tell you this, Elijah, to me, you and Katie being socially active through social platforms, using technology to, as a tool and yet not having smartphones, I'm sorry, but I am being in your home, even the last few days, I'm so grateful. I can't even tell you for you guys seeing that as the gift it is to leverage as a tool, which it is, it's like money. It could, it could be used for destruction or it could be used to bless and it's a tool. And you guys have chosen to really limit the exposure to your young people to it. And you guys, um, and, and the ability to be so present in your moments mm -hmm. with relationship because mm -hmm. our attention is under attack. And, and, you know, Satan, it's been said that if Satan can just keep us busy mm -hmm. and distracted, that's all I need. If I'm busy and distracted doing something that's non-productive instead of being vested and engaged in the things that are truly life-giving, he wins. Mm -hmm. I lose. My marriage loses. My kids lose, right? And so mm -hmm. I'd say on a blanket whole that that would probably be the biggest threat that we're seeing that's changing is, I mean, some of these moms, they're watching too much good stuff, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we can only process so much. And yes. what are the voices that we're listening to? You know, I've told people on social media, if you're on there and you have more than, you know, forget the number, but people who are, you're listening to that are not building you up, encouraging you, equipping you, why are you following? Yeah. Why are you following? You know, and because it is a threat to you, your attention, your energy, your creativity, your ability to invest in the, in the stuff that matters. So I do think those are the, those are some of the big, you know, overarching things right now that people are because, and people are too busy, they're strung out. And, and when they sit there and say, I don't have time, we all have the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. We have the same amount of time that anybody's ever had. Mm -hmm. And to recognize how do I want to use it? What do I, or how do I want to steward it? That matters. And so today the habits, that are in our lives? Are they building our bigger future? Are they building the marriage we want? Are they building the future we want? Are they building the family we want? Yeah, it's, and it's just so easy to put a screen in front of a child too. Oh, I just need to do this. So they're busy with their screen or whatever, but we are developing the appetites of our children. We are giving them addictions at a very young age, yeah. you know, and that is not a gift to them, but just eliminating it makes it really easy. We just don't do this. Mm -hmm. And then you start to get creative. How can I engage with my kids reading to them? You know, all yeah. the things. So, yeah, that's good. You know, I'm, I'm curious how you're able to communicate the, the mission or this vision, because I feel like to be able to make those decisions to whether it's to get rid of video games, to not spend time on social media, to not just consume sports, you know, sports is a big sports, deal. Sports media. It's another one. You're right. Yeah. Um, there has to be a bigger why, of course. That's right. Cause it's, That's it. it's so accessible. It's so fun. Oh yeah. It's so easy. It's engaging. It's absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And so, and, and I guess I'm speaking this at this from the perspective of, I feel like some people just are born with this zeal for life. 
they're going to go out and get it. They're going to okay. go out and be their visionary, their whatever you call them, type A or command man, whatever you want to call them. It. They're yeah, going to get after it. And so they're like, I'm not going to put my time into those things. We're going to go out and do the real thing. Uh, but I would argue that there's a biblical mandate for any Christian, regardless of your personality type, for sure. That starts in starts in the garden of why God created us. Take dominion, yeah, to take dominion, Go. to have His purpose, to be fruitful and multiply, yeah. and that there is a real mission that's real, tangible. It's yes. not subjective. Yes, it's not you know to each his own. Yeah, um, and in the it's end, to flourish yeah. as God's creation. Yeah, and, really, and, in that. yeah, and to and to maximize the gifts that He has been given us. Yes, right, these talents sure. that we've been given and so it's going to look different it's not to say that it's all not going to be no doubt. copy and paste no because doubt. you're everybody's coming at this from a different standpoint you know we can speak to this later just your family legacy right you know the power right. of going from we talked about the generational faith that you have in your home and grandma yeah. paula but think about this and people will say man i'm not from a family like that Praise! You get to start, start a now. New, you get to build that. Like absolutely, I, you just think about the oh, celebration yeah. in heaven. Oh yeah, think about a new line. That's right. You know, this being grafted in. That's right. That is saying, "Wow, a new generation." That's right. What a! I mean, who's praised? Abraham's praised. Amen. Because he was a father. The father got called out. Yes. absolutely. And I, and that's yeah. not me. I'm Amen. not an Abraham. Yeah. you know. That's right. And I'm grateful for the faith that's right. of this before that's right. me. But you have this opportunity to be that that's right that biblical legend, so to speak. That's right. Saying you're an Abraham. Yep. You're starting the chain this breaker, thing. the new the yep. new generation. Elisha, that is so beautiful. And I think you're right. There's a lot of people that kind of almost say, What a bummer I don't have, mm -hmm. instead of saying, What a blessing I am called, right, to be this. And what a I mean, what a cool place to be. It like is like you said, to start to see all the everything change for you and your children's children. I mean Amen. what yeah. No. That's, yeah. That's all that's, there. It's a powerful thing. It's all there. And so going back to the mission, you know, and this was actually a question because we're going to get to some of these questions that people have, have messaged in. And I don't know if I can find the specific one, but it was kind of along the lines of, I think it's a, it's a wife writing in saying, how can I kind of show my husband the value of, of the home, of children, yeah. of family? Because whether or not Maybe it is video games, or maybe it's just his career. Sure. Oh, cool. So does that make any sense? Good, any yeah. Good busy like any good busy distraction. Yes. Maybe it's or, him working out. Maybe it's yeah. fitness. Maybe it's yeah. hobbies. Maybe yeah. it's whatever. Yeah. Right. Any of those things. Yep. Yeah. But and and I and I get that. You know, I've got young children, and you're thinking, okay, out here, this is way more validating. But if I'm out crushing it in the workplace or if I'm out working out and pursuing my sports or hobbies yep. or whatever it is, or, yep. or you feel more satisfaction, even if you're playing video games, you feel like you're the hero. Sure. Right. Sure. You're just thinking, okay, Reach so, so convince me then that this is worth something. And so what would you tell that person? How could you persuade them? Cause it's a, I don't know. That's a huge question. You know, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but I think that I think it's, it's actually a great paramount. Question. I think it's a great question. Yeah. Uh, you have, you want to, you'll, you chime in when you're ready. Yeah. Okay. Cause my, I have practical ideas, but good. I, I want that to me. Scripture says without vision, people perish. You know, I think going through scripture and finding great vision verses mm. is super helpful. Being able to go to Deuteronomy 28 verses one through 14, read that, see what it says. Go to, go to, um, you know, you mentioned Abraham, go to Genesis chapter 12 and read it and see what God has called Abraham to do and, and see if there's a message for us as fathers Yes. and, and with vision, go to Psalm 127, 128, go to Psalm 112, go to Psalm one and read that. Right. And I'm throwing all these 
verses, but you can look them up and all of a sudden you start to graph this picture of, man, what could God do, mm -hmm. right? What would he do? Read Proverbs 31, right? right. Read all of Proverbs and look at what it says about my son, listen to your father's instruction, forsake not the law of your mother. Realize that this vision is only going to take place if we're the ones vested in, in doing these kinds of things, right? Yeah. And it came from us having a family time at nighttime in a it's practical way and just huge saying, part. hey, Chad, what would you think about, um, I know we used uh, Proverbs by generations, but it has it all written out like we're going to go, we're reading through Proverbs, yeah. you know, let's yeah. say chapter one, and then it gives you things to talk about with your kids. And so just having that time every night, like 730 is when we get together, we have our Bible time So good. and it morphs into your developing family culture. Then all of a sudden we started adding in, oh, let's sing a song, you know, so we're singing songs. I wanted songs in my kids' hearts that yeah. were tr bringing truth to them. And then, um, you know, reading is really good. So let's do 15 minutes of reading before that. And then we all just sit around and we're all laughing and talking about our day. And all of a sudden, this is the new highlight every day. And what are we doing? We're putting in things things into our kids' hearts that is precept upon precept, mm. line upon line. Yeah. There's a verse that talks about that. So good. And um, that changes the culture. It's not going to happen overnight. It's For something sure. that is put into them well, very it's, intentional it's back to those daily daily habits routines, habits structures and so routines. good yeah and you know what's so interesting hearing you th say that janice i'm re realizing along the way i think so much the bridge from vision to tactical application came from us going to like homeschool conferences yes. conventions bible camps where you get around good teaching and other families that are an example i mean as crazy it is your parents 10 years ahead of us. I remember going to fiddle camps, right? Taking my kids to a music camp that you were doing at Sisters Oregon at that time. And us saying, wow, praise the Lord for this family that's ahead of us. And again, your father is one of my mentors. Okay, Elisha, I, I have, and your, your parents. I just, because why? Because there's fruit that I want to see in my own family and life. And I think going to events where there are godly people who are growing and learning and hearing from speakers and teachers, and re again, being that learner around, how do I take family vision and bring it to the breakfast table mm -hmm. and bring it to the dinner table and bring it into my home and into my life so that I have some a framework or, or I have some ideas? Because like you said, many aren't visionary. They're not going to come with all their own ideas. They need to be shown a little path. Mm -hmm. And there are some great resources out there and, and that take it from vision to, to in the home tactical daily. And, and it, we will never see the vision accomplished if it isn't something we do daily. Mm -hmm. Right. And like you said, if the vision's so big, all of a sudden my day matters and all of a sudden my time matters. And all of a sudden, am I going to pick up golf for me, because all my kids weren't golfers, I know your dad's a golfer, and he golfed with his sons and his, his daughters. And, and, and I'm sitting there going, I don't think there's anything that's not accessible to us. We skied a boatload, right? We found things that, hey, I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it in line with it, building time and investment into family so we do see this vision accomplished of what we want. So even the things we've spoken about, you know, I think everything can be useful. And I mean, we can make it be a tool in service of the vision, yes. but the vision has got to be so compelling that we start to calendar differently mm -hmm. and we've got to start to allocate energy and resources differently. Yeah. Right. And then it, then it becomes real. I agree. And well, you know, I would even 
venture to say, and I don't know what you feel about this, the vision should be compelling, but I think there needs to be authority behind it. Because, you know, you re- you referenced Proverbs um, 29, 18. Yes. Without a vision, the people perish. What's the second half? Yeah. But, but he, he keeps, keeps the law. The law. Happy and what did you just spout off when you were talking about these verses? Psalm 1. De- yeah, Deuteronomy law. 6. Yeah. You know, law. Word in your heart. Exactly. And you yeah. think of Psalm 119. How's man going to keep his way pure? We're That's talking right. about this. Man, That's right. It's God's, it's God's law. And so right. it's not this arbitrary subjective vision. No. It's no. saying, you no, know what? Just, just dream, what, American dream. Yeah, what is what your heart telling you? Yes. It's yeah. saying, he that keepeth the yes. law. God's, God yes. has given us a vision. God's ways. Once again, going back to the garden. Yes. Going back to before sin even entered that's the right. world. Mm-hmm. And the mandate that he put that's on right. each one of us. And of course, Amen. there's going to be various ways that that's exercised and sure. carried out. Sure. But I do think that there is an authority that we can find in God's word. And you say, we're not under law, we're under grace. The law is good. Amen. It is so Amen. good. And we got, Christ came not to yeah. abolish it or get no. rid of it. No. He perfected our righteousness is found in him. Amen. And now we can go Amen. and be the man in Psalm 119 yes. and say, man, thank you for this, Lord. Amen. Thank you for the Old Testament. We can go back and say, man, thank you for this mission that I have. Well, like, oh, have. It's so interesting to say that Deuteronomy 28, the whole premise of God's wanting to pour out a, a vision of blessing is if you walk in my ways, mm-hmm. if you honor my word, and if you establish your ways, we got to know his word. In the word. Boy. So it does, it does come back to that, you know, bedrock of building your house on the rock. And, and I love that you mentioned Psalm 119 because every verse in that longest chapter of the Bible is about God's word, his precepts, his laws, yes. his commands. And, and he promises this, this favor. Yes. And that favor is this vision. And it, like you said, it will take shape, you know, I think it's interesting because a lot of people sometimes, oh, well, you have 11 kids. Oh, it's going to mean I have a boatload of kids. You know what? My, my sister has one Liberty and God has blessed her in that. And my nephew, our nephew, Chad and, and our niece, Erica, they had none. They adopted seven. Mm-hmm. You know, the vision is going to look so different when it comes to family or mar- faithfulness, where God's bringing, bringing that faithfulness. But boy, does he want to bring a fruitful harvest in our life, right? In these, and in it, these it's not, doesn't always look pretty. I mean, you've got kids crying and, you know, these little family times at nighttime, they can be crazy yeah. at times, but it's okay. And all the messiness of, you know, um, people talking or, you know, getting on each other's nerves or whatever it is. This, the word is still being put in there and just be faithful, be consistent, be transparent and, uh, real in your relationship. And that's going to help transfer to your children. Yes. Yeah. You know, growth and construction. That is, that is messy. I love picturing a construction site when I'm parenting because there's some beautiful architecture that you can go enjoy, but in, in the process, right. It's pretty ugly. It it gets messy. However, so, but, but what do they do at the end of each day? You know, the construction, they tidy it up up. because it's way better to work in a tidier. So you have to acknowledge that. Yeah. Construction zone has its place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It really does have it, have its place. And so I like to visualize that when I, that's good, you know, be in the middle of a big day. All right. Can we jump into some of these questions? You think that the people have sent in, um, let's see here. You know, we, we talked about this, a father's role in discipline. I'll, I'll read the question off. Okay. And then you guys can speak to this. The question is, what's a father's role in discipline? With me being home all day with the kids, I am the main disciplinarian. How can my husband and I get on the same page towards discipline? And should the father be more of the leader in this area? You know, it's such a good question. I, I think, again, when you look at biblical headship or being a father ahead of a home, I completely believe 
and go back to Proverbs. It starts with us. It really does. We cannot put this on our wives that, hey, you know what? You're going to carry the load with this. When they're in the home, Janice is absolutely the master of our home when I'm not present, right? She is on it and she is aligned in our in our vision for what discipline looks like and we, we support one another. But when I come home, when I come through the door, I see it as my responsibility to step into that, to that role. Because I want them, first of all, to see that there's no inconsistency between us, that she disciplines throughout the day. She loves, she trains, she's investing. But then all of a sudden I'm there, I'm not over on the couch, right? Doing my thing. Oh, you're the mom, go handle it. They need to know that I'm vested, that I am on board with this mission and, and not just on board. I'm, I'm a critical part of it. And, and that they see that continuity one, one through the, you know, one from the other. It's what makes them feel loved. It really does. You know, yeah, to see that actually. consistency. Mm -hmm. And, and I think we've really, I feel like that's one thing that's been very consistent is that we both have seen that I'm going to say we've owned that responsibility together. And I do, we do hear that complaint often kind of from, uh, young couples with young families that, Hey, I wish he would. Right. And I would just, I want to talk to you directly, men. If, if you're putting this on your wife and you're literally like, Oh, Hey, you're the mom, I'm over here doing my provision thing. Or, you know, I worked hard all day. I don't want to, man, you got to allocate energy in such a way that you literally come into your home with bandwidth. And if that means sitting in your garage, you know, the driveway for 15 minutes before you come in to get your head right, that, Hey, I'm going in and this is where the real work begins. This is the, this is the, where the legacy happens. This is where the fruit of my life, this is where the, I will at the end of my life actually care more about what's going to happen over the time from when I enter my door at dinner time to when we go to bed, mm -hmm. than all the eight hours I spent swinging a hammer or playing doctor or nurse or whatever. Amen. And, and I mean, it's a, it's a mindset shift too. I think many of us grew up, maybe it wasn't modeled. Maybe it was kind of like, oh, that's her job or and whatever. But I'll tell you what, if you come in with batteries included and you come in with, hey, hon, how are you doing? How's the day? I'll take the kiddos. Go, go put your feet up, whatever. Hey, you know what? That one's acting up. It's not like go to your mom. It's like, hey, come here. You know, mom, we've had a big day. What's going on? You invest mm -hmm. and be right alongside there. I just think, I know I've endeavored to do that by God's grace and strength. And I know Janice, I mean, we've been aligned in it. Yeah. Would you say hundred percent? Any, anything you would add to that? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're going to get to this, but mama having time off and just mm. the father in charge is amazing. And you come back refreshed. We have this thing called a golden free day. And, um, I know it's taken from Dan Sullivan, strategic coach. Um, but Chad came home from his entrepreneurial coaching and he's explaining this golden free day. And I was like, wow, that sounds amazing. He's like, you need one of those. And I was like, that would be nice. Wait, wait, can I really tell yeah. the story? Cause this is important. Okay. This is the facts. I, I it's kind of like that. I came home and I said, Hey, I booked two nights away at a hotel and I'm sending you away for one of these gold free days. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm doing great is what she said. I don't need it. And I think this is super important because we're how many years, almost 17 years into doing this. And you forgot that piece because often wives, mothers, you have a sense of duty, a sense of responsibility and people do not do this. Yeah. I was just like, Oh, you don't need to use the money. Yes. For this we don't need to or... use the money. 
I am doing fine. And here's what I say. You called me the next morning crying at 11 a.m. And I will never forget it because you go, Chad, thank you. I had no idea how bad I needed this. And, and you now see it as the gift that it is. And yes. you saw it then. But you were at first very practical. Janice is so responsible. And so, and I just say that because I think it's interesting if you guys go to do this, there may be some resistance from one of the other saying, well, wait, is that worthy of our investment of money or our time? Or, you know, I mean, people don't do this. And there's a reason. There's a lot of resistance. And because of it, our expectations that are put on us, you've now become really great at them. But what's you amazing is that you take the kids, you do something fun. Absolutely. You realize what I do at home. And you're like, wow, okay, oh. I understand my wife now and why she probably feels the way she does. And you have a bigger sensitivity to like, hey, maybe I could help with this. How can I sure. bless you? And, For sure. Um, it has been a real blessing. And then the kids are going to you because they're just um they know i know how yeah. to meet those needs yeah yeah i will say that it's been extremely valuable for me to give janice those breaks those times away um, where she can truly be replenished rejuvenated it's an investment in in our marriage it's an investment in her and 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 it's life-giving to us it's not this is i don't dread those i look forward to them on every level um and vice versa i mean she does the same for me people this, oh, this yeah. is very reciprocal <laughs> and not in some super measured tit for tat oh you got an hour i get an hour but very much intentional around what do you need do you need time and being sensitive to that mm -hmm. um it's been very life-giving yes yeah. yeah thanks for speaking to that and because yeah. you guys talk a lot about the 100 percent mindset around yes. marriage and, and i think when you have obviously you want to have that in every aspect of marriage but when, when you think of uh energy and you guys talk about life being an energy game yeah a lot i mean me sending katie away for 24 hours i'm i still feel like i'm on the receiving end oh, yeah. of that deal every, every time. time every time <laughs> every time the the energy that gets infused back into our marriage yeah. and into our home and to our children, to our overall quality oh. of life. I'm like, but that was tw 24 hours and this that is what I get? so important. Wow. Right? Yeah. What a win. What a win. <laughs> what a win. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of questions around this. And so maybe I'll just kind of find one. You could speak to it, Janice, around around that energy as a mom. Because, I mean, that's a big facet. We just mm -hmm. talked about the free days. But that's not the only thing you do mm -hmm. to manage your energy. And so you talk about a mom, you know, or, or a dad just in those early years, they've got two or three or four kiddos and you talk about being in the trenches and that is, and from an energy standpoint, physical energy, those are high demanding, demand. yeah, demanding years. And so what are things that you've done and that you still do to manage that energy yeah. so that you have bandwidth? Yeah. Um, so it's really has to do with, um, like your atmosphere. There's so many things that go into energy and, you know, exercise right off the bat, 30 minutes, um, five days a week, move your body. You know, I just make it really easy. You can have a 10 pound weights, look up something on YouTube, get it done. But that energy will beget energy. Mm. Supplementation, um, is really important. I take Neo life supplements, which have been a game changer for me. Um, simplifying and beautifying your house too much clutter in your life takes your energy simplify your house take one room at a time and start decluttering it and just do like we just have one bin of toys um simple things um like um marking our towels monogramming the towels with their names on it having hooks like having systems in your life knowing what you're having for dinner that night um 
dealing with laundry first thing in the morning knocking it out. These are all things that are energy drains. If you're just like, Oh my goodness, I got to go do the laundry. I don't know what I'm having tonight. You're just all these simple things. Take your energy. And then, um, the other one, uh, very important is just mentally coming to the Lord, having time in the morning every day to be with him, to be encouraged I mean, that is the source of my life mm. is God's word and my relationship with him and living out of that abundance of what he has done, casting my cares on him. And instead of carrying the burden of things that are troubling my soul, giving them to him, walking by faith. And that is where the joy is. And that's where the energy comes from and the peace. And that's what I want to transfer to my kids is living out of a heart of abundance. And, um, so those are just a few things that are energy game changers for me. Wow. You did such a good job of that. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Powerful stuff. So good. Did you want to add anything to that? You know what? No, yeah. I just, it's very practical mm -hmm. and, and that's Janice lives it. And, and it's so interesting because I think what she just said to me, if I'm as a coach, I'm sitting there going, I care so much about people's habits. And if we literally would sit down and say, what are my habits? Cause we're hundred percent disciplines to our existing set of habits. My coach says, and I believe it. You don't have to, you don't have to think about doing your existing set of habits. Mm. And, and so Janice has over the course of time built some really solid frameworks that, that, and, and now I, I do the same, right? I have my own structures, habits that just simplify the process. So you're not wasting all this energy in those, in those negative patterns. And that's what I want to give to my kids. Yeah. I want them to have habits that become like clockwork in them. If they haven't been in the word for the day, it's like something's missing or I need to, you know, yeah. and I want them to have those things. I, you know, they all exercise. It just becomes part of your culture. And it, as you're living it, your kids, you know, you hear the quote more is caught than taught. And that's true. Mm. So they're good. watching, they're picking up. It's your family culture. And, um, anyway, habits, super important. Yeah. 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 It is remarkable how it seems to be true that if you, the, you know, feelings often follow the behavior, right? Yeah. They follow That's the right. action. That's and, right. and so when you think of you've, you know, an exercise, you've had all your kids, you had me do it right down that list of 100 things to be, do, or have That's right. such a valuable thing to do. And I do it repeatedly kind of modify it. But then you take these things that you think are so futuristic and you say, this is where I'm going to be in three years or five years. And I always ask myself the question, well, what does that guy do when he wakes up? That's right ask yourself That's that right. sometimes it's easier That's to right. see that clarity it's like well what does the the mother or the father that is confidently walking with the lord that is healthy that is doing? in a good marriage what do they do when they wake up That's right. they don't check their phone i know that right. you know or for right. me you know yeah. like right. they don't start. they don't eat an unhealthy breakfast like i know what that guy does and That's then you right. start acting like that guy and, and one you actually get a lot of the satisfaction sooner than what you thought you would get That's it right. you're walking in confidence and then you forward. do become that yes. person it's crazy how that, so how that happens the first two hours of my day are the most crucial hours of my life hmm. and i knock out 90 percent of organizing the day being yeah. in front of my kids knowing what's going on it all happens in those two hours hmm. so good that's good well i mean we're talking about marriage and so we can't we can't end this without talking about physical intimacy we oh, got, wow. Yeah, we can't do Let's that. Go. No, no, we got a bunch of questions. And again, I, I, I should probably choose one too, because again, you've, you've probably seen, um, and talked to couples that have 
had various struggles. Maybe he has a stronger desire than she has, or maybe she's got a stronger desire than what he has. Maybe there's apathy. Maybe there's disinterest. Maybe there's a lack of attraction yeah. from, from one other person. We got a lot of questions regarding that. How do you give people practical? Cause they, we can acknowledge this. Like this is a integral yes. aspect of marriage, yes. right? It, it, in fact, yeah. when you think of a defining feature, Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's the, the thing defining right of mm-hmm. a lifelong commitment exactly and so you want it to be healthy all others amen yes you want it to be healthy amen. and vibrant so you know maybe speaking to men or women both you're maybe yep. they they don't have the energy or their spouse doesn't yep. have the energy how do you start to slowly but surely you know without losing hope without yep. having too lofty of expectations yep. maybe being, we want to work towards this yep. what are some what are some yep. practical things you could say you know, I would say, first of all, like we talked about earlier, it starts with what do you want? You know, what's the vision? What what looks normal and healthy? And what is what do you aspire to? And to realize that many of these things are not given to us. Okay. It doesn't just show up. You, you could sit there and say, oh, you know what? Well, because I want that, it'll show. No. You know, some of it starts with just physical, you know, very physical. It's, this is a physical act that's very emotional and spiritual. It's all of it. But at a core level, there's a physical element. And if there's physical pain or dysfunction, or, you know, a lot of people suffer with things chronically, don't address them and act like time is going to heal or make them go away. Same with emotional things, thinking that, Hey, if I have certain blocks, certain people, there's people have been terribly hurt, terribly abused. They're struggling in their own mind with how do I address or get through this guys, address those things, get help for those things, get support for those things, find a solution, find a doctor, find a counselor, find a coach. Don't rest with it being at a place of apathy or, mm-hmm. or not working. It's, it's a worthwhile commitment to, Hey, this is something. And we've had different things. It's different seasons of our time, our life. Cause you will bodies go through changes, life go through changes, you know, pregnancies and births and seasons and, and whatever, and things change and, and being able to be honest with one another about, Hey, what's working? What's not, what do I need support in? Hey, you know what? This is painful. Uh, or I don't feel close to you or whatever those areas are. Mm -hmm. There's always an answer. There's always a solution. There's always an opportunity to improve that. And, and to be able to have the, first of all, the honesty to, to say, Hey, there's an issue and let's see it as something that we get to work together again, same side of the table. Mm-hmm. This is something for us to win. Not you got this, I got that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing that in each season you can't overcome and get through. Amen. And so I just, I don't, I, I've heard couples literally, Oh, we're not together because fill in the blank. And we haven't been for X amount of months or years. And I'm just like, stop already. Don't tell me this. I mean, go now and address it. You know, it's almost like, I mean, go now. This is too important. And to act like, well, let's just ignore it. It's not okay. Yeah. I mean, I I just think at a foundational level, that is it. And then I would say this, realize that the gift of intimacy is a lifelong gift to unwrap Mm -hmm. and give yourself grace. If the season you're in is a challenging season Mm -hmm. of pregnancy or just had a baby or, or too much going on in your life Mm -hmm. and we need to slow down. We need to make some time. I mean, there's been seasons where like, man, we aren't, we haven't even seen each other. How are we going to even be together? (laughs) Right. We got to stop. A good sex life takes time. Yeah. And it takes, because, you know, if I'm not feeling emotionally connected to Chad, I'm not just going to be all about it. Right. That's right. And so we need time to talk 
we're just turns out we need to talk too. busy yeah. you know our lives are too sped up and we need to have these conversations and just you know on a practical level um uh, being creative and mixing things up and having fun and um you know just saying how can i drive him crazy tonight and just go into your wow you know look around right in there. your closet and be yeah. like oh wow. i'm gonna do this you know wow. but going for it and going taking risks and Preach. as you um you know, and as you're playing together, recreational companionship is so important. It's a big deal. If you're playing together and you're connected, that's going to naturally be a byproduct. You are so yeah. right on this. And so it, you're right on all this. But th this is part in particular. When you look at that book, His Needs, Her Needs, one of the, I mean, top two, physical intimacy, recreational companionship. Recreational companionship is such a big deal. And it leads to this playfulness that we lose in marriage. And I see so many couples taking that. You mentioned this earlier, Elisha, taking their life so serious, taking their marriage so serious, taking everything so bloody serious. And if you think about your date life, that was not the MO of a, yes. our courtship or dating. It was literally this enjoyable adventure of discovery, of knowing one another, of playing together. Hey, let's do this. Let's go for a picnic. Let's go for a walk. Guys, physical intimacy comes from being, Janice mentioned, connected. And playing together is a deeply important, rich part of marriage that marriages lose. Don't underestimate that. No. And, and again, the, 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 the world kind of would, would glam. Well, they always want to take what God is intended for good and twist it for evil. But you guys in the garden of Eden, I mean, you sit there and go, Adam and Eve, you know, they're naked, they're unashamed, they're together, they're outdoors. There's this creativity, there's this freedom, there's this playfulness that can be restored to your marriage. And I just, that is a noble goal. And, and, and literally you will probably like us have to make some rules around some dates around, Hey, you know what? No talk about business, no talk about kids, no talk about stress and the bills and the finances in our calendar and the what's coming up and what we, none of that. I mean, we just had a phenomenal date you know, on our, when we rented those ATVs and mm -hmm. I mean, we rented a little side by side dune buggy. And I was like, you know what? Four hours of, I just need to play with you. And boy, did we have fun. I mean, it got out of hand. I mean, it was, it was all biblical and legit, but it was unbelievably fun. Mm -hmm. And you know, and, and I want to tell you wives, if you're the one that brings this to your marriage, cause some of you, the wives are going to be the ones come play. Some of you, it's going to be the husbands. One of you is going to be more apt to do that than the other. Don't put it on the other spouse. I, I don't expect, I don't put it on Janice. Janice is my rock. Fun is his middle name. I, so. I'm responsible yeah. for bringing some of that. Yeah. She brings it too. Don't get me wrong. And she, her part is she brings everything she's got when I set those things up. But my point is sometimes we can sit there and go, he needs to be, or she needs to be more that way. Instead of saying, I'm that way, I'm going to bring it to the marriage and invest in that way. But that right. is foundational to really keeping that joy and the love and the fun alive. And then the intimacy just come on, you can't help it. Mm -hmm. It's all part of the way it's designed. Wow. It's beautiful. So good. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for speaking to that. I, I love just, hearing that gets me fired up. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Hey, cause it is, I mean that I feel like I'm a prime candidate. Everyone for is losing that because of oh. Oh, we just had our fifth kiddo, oh. right? 
the the bills are only getting bigger, right? You know, or whatever, life is only you know? getting fuller. Yeah, it's getting more fuller with things that are kind of like serious awesome. Sam stuff, you know. But like, you're Wonderful. like, yeah, stuff that's like, okay, this is you can really furrow your brow at life, you know, <laughs> yeah. and at your wife and at your furrow, kids because furrow, furrow your brow. That's so well said. It's true, yeah. you know, because when you think, oh man, well, this is important. We got this church that's commitment. Right. We've got. Right. We're trying to do this with the house. We're trying to do this that's with right. the business. The kids are working on this. The that's child right. training, family Bible time. All great things, right? All so important. But boy, the the level of intentionality yes. and effort sometimes that's required yes. to mm -hmm. go have fun, to just you be have playful. To. Yes. We're, it, this is sometimes the hardest work because hmm. we are uh, responsible people that are about our duties, and which is awesome. And it almost can feel like, oh, frivolous. A little irresponsible. Or irresponsible. I want to say that. I love that word. It is not. People have affairs and they because they it's sin it's wrong we're deprived we we fall that's why people have affairs but the real fact of the matter is many people do not create an adventuresome playful irresponsible moment kind of thing of being together and saying you know what let's cast the, the busyness aside and just i mean so, you read song of solomon there's a, a bit of abandonment you know hey the gardens are doing their thing you know everything's fine but let's just run off into the hills hmm. you know and it's a sense of almost it could seem almost irresponsible hmm. but it, it is a vital part yes of, of of this and i think yeah anyways is that enough it's great. Okay. Such, a, such a great, I yeah. think this is a great way to wrap it up. I mean, unless you guys it's are a very high note closing. Yes. Yeah. 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 You, well, real quick, just because I mean, somebody might catch and get, you said people have affairs cause they're deprived. I think depraved. That, I said, sorry. Cause I don't want depraved, people to think that there's, deprived. yeah, there's it was never depraved. a reason. It was yes. depraved. Yes. Yes. Not deprived. No. And, and, and a lot of people Thank you. That was a perfect clarification. Okay, cool. That's yes. a no tan dog. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. want people being confused. Yeah, well, I yeah. feel deprived. Yeah, and so, I'm deprived, so let's, yeah. Let's, no. yeah, no, never Not a justification. Never yes. a justification. So and I, I, I feel bad even saying that. But what my point is when people go do have affairs, they spend money in an irresponsible way. They surprise people. Wow. They sneak around. They're adventuresome. They're creative. They do all this stuff for the wrong thing. Wow. And they don't apply creativity and investing their resources and doing all these things in the right way. Be, and, and it's like, that's what Satan wants to do. He wants to take what we should be doing in our marriage and then they corrupt it and throw it to the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that to me is what I meant by that. I, I don't want to confuse the issue there. But yeah. I mean, that whole book, His Needs, Her Needs is based on hey, the subtitle of that is how to affair-proof your marriage. It's like how to how to build into your life what God initially intended a marriage can be mm. um, so we don't fall to, to the fraud. Amen. Anyways. So okay. good. Well, thank you both so much. I tell you what. Mm. Well, I should thank you. Yeah, just yeah. the reservoir of help. I, I feel like I'm just sitting in the seat of privilege that I, I'm married to your daughter. And I tell you what, that is, I, I think I do have a greater respect. Mm. People, uh, people think highly of you as mm. they should. But being able to be in the position that I'm in, where I'm the, I feel like I'm the number one recipient of your guys' faithfulness in your marriage towards God, towards each other, because I get to be married to the fruit of that, to your, to your daughter, Katie, who is just a Praise blessing. It is such a blessing Praise that I get to experience, you know, this gift of Katie that you, that you raised, you know, you brought into God, the world. God is good. 
so, in spite of us. He's good to me. He's so good to he's me. good to us. And Elisha, you are a gift and an answer to prayer in every way. Continue to be. So, no, we, we filled out double blessing. Yeah. Thank for you. Sure. Of you. Uh, well, thank you for doing this, you guys. It's a delight. Always. Okay. We'll do it again sometime, huh? Okay. <laughs>